0: Today on the Scott Thompson Show on 900 CHML. Now Ukraine will be asking the Iranian Foreign Minister, uh, who is visiting the Ukraine today, for black boxes for the downed plane. Um, It it really is, uh, I guess, understood that this meeting is about apologizing and acknowledging what happened, but hoping. Uh, The Ukraine officials are hoping that uh, this goes a little farther. To talk more about all of this and the importance of those black boxes, let's bring in Keith, uh, Keith Mackey, Mackey International. He is with us now. He's an aviation expert. Keith, thank you for the time. Much appreciated. Good afternoon, Scott. Keith, uh, you know, we know what the value of the black boxes are, that how it will tell exactly what happened on board the airplane at that horrific moment and so on and until the eventual crash. It certainly looks like we know what happened here, and uh, we do have other evidence to say what happened. Why would, why would uh, do you think Iran be hesitant to hand the black boxes over? What, what information would be in there that we don't sort of already know?
1: Well, you're exactly right. The black boxes, in this case, as far as determining the cause of the crash, have much less importance than in other crashes that we've discussed previously, where we didn't really know the cause of the crash. So it may be a bargaining chip. Uh, It uh, would appear to me that they don't have a great deal of value.
2: Is
0: there anything to hide in the black boxes? Is there anything like, oh, my goodness, will, will there be a revelation out of discovering these?
1: Probably not. This thing is so well documented that the uh, Iranian government really, uh, while they tried to hide it, it became obvious within six or eight hours that that wasn't going to work. This has been just a, a... Perfect example of a cover up or an attempted cover up.
0: I'm just playing devil's advocate here, Keith, but could Iran be saying that, you know, if uh, if some other country gets a hold of these black boxes, they could interpret something different out of it than we are? Is, would that be possible or not?
1: I doubt it. Uh, you're going to have the cockpit voice recorder on there. There may be nothing on it because the bomb exploded underneath the cockpit, I understand. And it's what we call a proximity type uh, weapon where it doesn't. Actually hit the aircraft, but uh, explodes alongside it, uh, sending shrapnel through the uh, structure. And that was one of our first clues. You could see the uh, pictures of the wreckage. You could see what appeared to be shrapnel holes in many places in the sides of the fuselage.
0: Uh, how would that, why do, those, do these type of uh, uh, bombs do what they're doing as opposed to just hit the, the target directly? Explain to, to people why that may happen.
1: Well, the, the short answer is, I don't know. This is an effective way, apparently, of bringing down an aircraft. I know that in the uh, Malaysian Flight 17 shoot down over Crimea, a very similar weapon was used. And they were able to determine the exact position of the rocket when it exploded. Uh, they had uh, the pieces of shrapnel plotted out. The, the reconstruction they did on that accident was absolutely amazing. Now, in this case, we've got two uh, rockets that apparently hit the aircraft.
0: And how could it be that once the aircraft was hit, the the information to the black box was out, or will we find more detailed information uh, right up until impact?
1: Well, we don't know. Uh, it's possible because the radar track disappeared. although the black boxes should have been backed backed up by battery power. Uh, we We really don't know what's on there. So uh, we'll be able to recover. Any conversations that might have taken place in the cockpit after the weapon exploded, we'll have the uh, data tracks, the power that each engine was producing, the position of the flight controls, uh, system operation, all the things like that. But, you know, we we know what happened. The aircraft got shot down. That was the cause of it. And any other information is just additional information.
0: Mm. Um, many were questioning uh, how this happened in the sense that uh, if, if air defense missiles, and I know this isn't your expertise, Keith, but uh, the, there were air defense missiles, uh, anti-aircraft defense missiles uh, in operation uh, due to a previous attack. They were waiting for a retaliation uh, from Americans, and obviously a commercial jet airliner, so they say, was confused uh, with a, an incoming uh, missile or or, uh, or weapon of some sort, uh, commercial airplanes, I understand, have some sort of transponder which uh, differentiates them on radar from others. Is that accurate? So this sort yes. of thing doesn't happen.
1: Yes, that's accurate. It would be uh, what we call squawking a unique cl- code for that particular flight. The aircraft is flying a normal departure course from that runway, from that airport, and uh, it had nothing in common with an incoming cruise missile at all.
0: So if you're looking at a radar, you are well aware that this is a commercial aircraft and not something else?
1: Yes, there could be no doubt of what it was if it was being tracked. So the question becomes, why were they allowing flights to take Mm -hmm. off after they'd uh, fired that volley of missiles toward Iraq? Just a few hours previously, and likely were anticipating, as you say, a retaliation.
0: Uh, and we understand that there were other flights in the air in the area at this time. Some that had gone on after this plane had come down. Do you know any? Do you have any information to that?
1: Both before and after, and there were flights en route at the time. Now remember. When you overfly a country such as Iran, it isn't free. Uh, The airlines are charged for it, and it's a source of revenue for these countries. So there is some reluctance to shut down airspace, although in a case like this, it certainly should uh, have been done because of the great risk involved.
0: So it appears the left hand didn't know what the right hand was doing. Is that your assumption here?
1: Well, that's a possible explanation you could put your conspiracy hat on, yeah. and you could say, "What would happen if the Iranians did have a retaliatory attack and they shot an airliner down? They could blame it on the Americans."
0: Mm-hmm. Hmm. Good, so we'll po- never know. And and again, with that transponder uh, making it obvious, you wonder how that mistake happened too.
1: Well, I doubt that the uh, the missile battery, if you will, it was a called a Tor M one system, I doubt that it had the capability of uh, decoding transponders, although it may have. Mm. We we really don't know. Uh, It has a very limited range, only a few miles, and so because of the position of the missile launcher, which was very close to the airport, we kind of questioned as to why it was there.
0: So um, uh, with the black box not really being needed at this point, do you think that neutral uh, countries will eventually get this? Do you think Boeing will eventually get this or, or uh, the Ukraine airline?
1: I would imagine it'll probably go to the Ukraine airline because they're the rightful owners of it. I mean, it's their property. Now, the, uh, the Iranians, per the uh, International Civil Aviation Organization, uh protocols are responsible for the investigation of course they haven't been following these uh, protocols very carefully or we'd already have had the black box
0: Hmm. keith mackey's been with us mackey international he is a aviation expert keith as always thank you so much for the time much appreciated you're welcome scott you're listening to the scott thompson show podcast on 900 chml uh ukraine says it will press around to hand over the black boxes uh... from the crash of that ukraine passenger plane uh... in a meeting uh, that they're having with visiting uh, a visiting iran delegation uh... so says the foreign minister uh, initially they said they were going to hand the boxes over now they're sort of being reluctant in all of this here's what our foreign affairs minister uh, francois Philippe uh, champagne had to say
2: what i did say to the iranian uh, foreign minister is that the wish of canada the wish of the coordination group would be that the black box be sent quickly uh, either to Ukraine or to France. And I wrote this morning to my Iranian uh, counterpart uh, to stress again uh, the wish of Canada, uh, the wish of the coordination group, and I would think the wish of the international community that the black box be sent to where they should be sent.
0: To talk more about all of this, Ferry de Kirchhoff is with us, Senior Fellow, Faculty of Social Sciences, Graduate School of Public and International Affairs at the University of Ottawa. Ferry is with us now. Ferry, thank you for the time. Much appreciated. With pleasure. Initially, Iran said they would uh, adhere and, and deliver the black boxes.
2: Now they seem to be a, a bit reluctant. Why the change of heart here? Well, I'm going to develop what I think is not a conspiracy theory, but it's, I'm more and more inclined to believe that although the international community is happy to hear the Iranians say that it was unintentional, I think we're getting more and more into expressing some doubt about that. And in fact, when you've got two missiles, you know, you've got to look at it from the perspective of people who are pilots and they know perfectly that the responder on their, on their aircraft works and the signal goes. So there's an increasing amount of doubt about whether that was really not intentional as opposed to unintentional. And that may be the underlining reason why there's a reluctance to pass on the black box because they might reveal, in fact, some facts that we don't know at this stage from that perspective. I, I, I think that the, the, you know, the, the let's go a bit backwards here and think that when the Iranians successfully launched their missile against the Iraqi ba- uh, base, which of course is an American manned base in Iraq, uh, it was done in a very sophisticated way. To ensure that, in fact, no no real death would occur, other than concussion for people. So it was a, it was something very well measured in a typical way from an asymmetric point of view, the way the Iranians do things. They wanted to make sure that they would not be a victim of a massive retaliation against Iran, where they're an American soldier or what to be to be killed. So that's the result, and it looks very fine. End of show. Let's go back to basics. I think that among the Revolutionary Guard... There were some people who felt that the death of Soleimani was, nearly, was really not avenged. In fact, this, this kind of attack without any victim on a base, which was not even, it was an Iraqi base, not even a full-fledged American base. And I wouldn't put it past the ICRG, you know, the, the Revolutionary Guard, to say, hey, we, we, we didn't get a real retribution for what the Americans have done. And let's let's down a plane, not a very significant one with you know, Ukraine may not be that that great a target as opposed to a German, a French or, or another British airline. And and, and, and I might, I'm not being cynical I'm just telling you the thinking that I went that I think went through. And so you know, there were, in that plane there were Iranians going back to the West for the for the Iranian those are kind of a traitors all of that leads me to think that maybe there's much more ne- nefarious thinking underpinning it, at, and that may be the reason why all of a sudden they won't deliver the boxes. I have no idea because I have absolutely no expertise in terms of what the recording is for these boxes. But you never know what it might have obtained, like for instance, how much time in between the two missiles, were there some, 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 you know, some reaction for the first one before it down the second one. You and I don't know what there mm. was, but. I I'm really getting more and more skeptical, because after all, the Iranian initially said, we'll give you the box, and now they don't. They didn't recognize the two hits. Now they do. Uh, And then you've got a lot of division within the Iranian uh, uh, authorities right now between uh, Khamenei, the the autocratic uh, religious leader who basically blames the U.S. for all of that. What and about,
0: fact, w- yeah. and what you said very makes total sense, and there's lots who, who may who may think that, and I was just talking to an airline, an aviation uh, uh, expert, who, who did shed some light on that. But I, my question would be, why would, and I can understand them not hitting a major airline uh, such as you spoke of, but why would they down an airliner with their own people on board?
2: Because the respect for life in, in Iran, uh, if you see the way they, yeah. they c- c- kill and shoot people during yeah. any demonstration... So they don't care. They'll
0: even take down a plane full of their own people just to prove the point.
2: Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, no, I, I'm absolutely c- convinced of that. And you were talking about an expert on the airline. I actually asked my brother, who had been a pilot of, of 747 and other aircraft for, for a number of years who's now in his uh, early 80s, and he said that he tend to agree with my own interpretation given the, the, you know, the level of technology yeah. and the responders and, and the various elements that transmit to, uh, to base uh, from an airplane.
0: Uh, and again, the aviation expert I had on, because I, 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 I asked straight out, what are we going to learn from the black boxes that we do not mm-hmm. already uh, know? And he said very little. However, as you have pointed out, he did, he did point and he said, I'm leaning to a conspiracy theory here, but he said the 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 planes obviously the passenger planes have a transponder on them identifying them as a passenger plane. He said yep. he's not sure whether the Tor system that launched this missile, the Russian Tor system, had that on it or not. But perhaps that all could be revealed with a black box. Exactly.
2: So, so we're on the same page, and yeah. I didn't listen. I didn't hear your your expert, but I think we're thinking along the same lines.
0: Yeah, it's uh, there. There, it, there certainly is that uh, that that point of question if you don't have that confirmation. So yeah. do. do. Do you think eventually we will see or that a neutral country or the airline or the manufacturer will eventually get these black boxes?
2: I'm increasingly skeptical. I don't know whether, and again, I'm not an expert. I don't know whether you can tamper with black box before releasing them, or it's just too difficult and too 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 dangerous to do so. uh, I I'm I'm not sure. Listen, the, the, the commitment was there before the two missiles were were revealed, and now all of a sudden we say no, we won't give them to, even though they promised it to the Ukrainian. Uh, So there'll be a lot of pressure on Iran, but pressure Iran can sustain a lot of pressure. And I think that if they decided not to turn them in, we won't we won't see them ever. How are
0: Iranians acting to this? We heard when that information first came out to them that they had brought down their own plane. There were people protesting. How has that played out over the weekend? Are those protests still happening?
2: Well, it underscores the, you know, the the key aspect here is that we always look at Iran as a monolith, as a theocratic regime. I can tell you there's more division within the Iranian society than there is in the Canadian, precisely because of the exasperation of the people where their leadership, the religious leadership. Iran is a sophisticated country, it has a fantastic cultural heritage. I lived for two years in Iran, and so I, I know probably more about Iran than, than many of your, your, your listeners. And it is a remarkably sophisticated country, which is under the yoke of a horrifying regime. And so there's no surprise that now you even have the elite. And, you know, there's a kind of a common approach to these demonstrations. People are belonging to the elite. They have friends that died in the, in the, in the, the catastrophe. And I, and I think that what the Iranian regime is trying to do is control and limit any additional messaging that could come and exercise their sovereignty, even though it's misplaced because of the, the, the pre- earlier commitment to release a black box. I think there's a tightening of the news around everybody else, and that's the mm-hmm. consequence. So I, I unfortunately predict... Probably more demonstration. Although it's going to take another 10-15 years before the regime collapses completely over its economic decay, but but there will be more and more and more demonstration, and more and more people dying in the street, and the regime will tighten and tighten because there's so much interest. You know, the the ICRG, the Revolutionary Guard, control a huge chunk of the economy, and 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 even though the economy is tumbling down, they still they still control a lot of the oil and gas that goes to countries that are don't give a damn about the Trump sanction, whether it's China, India, or otherwise, or who get some some compensation or some... some, some regime mm-hmm. authorizing them to, to get that oil. But in any event, uh, um, the Revolutionary Guard controlling so much of the, the economy, they don't want to let go. And that's all part and parcel of the corruption within their own system. And the fact that they are religious t- means very little in terms of you know, non-corruption mm-hmm. behavior. In fact, the whole system is totally corrupt precisely because it needs that corruption to control the system overall.
0: Ferry de Kirchhoff is, with his senior fellow faculty of social sciences graduate school of public and international affairs university of ottawa ferry as always thank you so much for the time much appreciated the scott thompson show weekdays from noon to three on 900 chml